Hello and welcome back to the Pure 10 podcast. I'm still your host Sam Akpan, but this show is about to change. Originally designed to focus on those making waves on the pitch, the focus shifts now to those off it, honing in on the experiences and lessons gained by the movers and shakers in the world of football. For those looking for opportunities within the sport, I hope these episodes offer an insight into what exists out there. Let's create some chances. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode where we learn about the academy system, football system in general. I'm your host Sam, helped out by the amazing Wills behind the camera. I'm here, honoured to be joined by the academy director, head of academy. You know, I'll actually ask you what the title is specifically. (laughs) But I'm joined by legend, World Cup winner, manager, coach, incredible, extraordinaire. Per Matasaka, thanks for coming on man. Thanks for the intro. Yeah, no worries, man. No worries, man. That was a good, good Wikipedia search. But uh, yeah, come in clutch. How are you today? How's everything? I'm fine. It is. Uh, I know it's the end of the season, and everyone is very, very busy. Um, but I'm energized this morning to speak to you. Really, man. man that's the that's the effect. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, yeah. Speaking of the season, um, yeah. obviously. Both the first team and academy, it's been massive years, you know, youth mm-hmm. cup final at the Emirates, mm-hmm. uh, competing for a title. How's that been kind of like as the manager, as the head of the academy to kind of like witness the shift across the club? Yeah, as we are all in the day-to-day business, pretty much bogged down into what's happening on a, on a daily basis. Um, it's, it's very good sometimes to have conversations and reflect on on the season uh, as a whole and obviously driven by uh, our first team with uh, Mikel Arteta who has done an amazing job, you know, to get us back into the Champions League. Uh, couldn't quite get there at the end, you know. We had a good advantage going into the second part of the season to Manchester City. Um, but I, um, I'm i thinking that they are more consistent and the experience they've had uh, going through these kind of seasons and being consistent um, got them the better of, of that. So... But that is going really well um, in terms of going into the Champions League next year. That has an effect on the academy. You know, the the youth league you will be part of that after, I think, six years out of it. So it will give our uh, boys a really good challenge going into next year, you know, to experience the under-19 uh, international top quality tournament. So I'm looking at this thinking. We, we take advantage of first team doing well. But I would say the whole season to to be alongside that positive energy, you know, that that was kind of let from the ter- first team, um, kind of drip feed it down. And um, you mentioned a couple of highlights we had in terms of the FA Youth Cup final with Jack Wilshere. What a story. Couldn't quite make it at the end. Um, and well done to West Ham uh, for getting that title. I think they deserved it. Uh, but we facilitate a lot of opportunities, a lot of challenges um, that we can reflect on and trying to do a little bit better next year with um, what I tell, you know, the, the, the staff in the academy, how our vision is going. But it feels like in my fifth season that we want to be as consistent as possible with the same messages, more people on board, players, staff, parents. So, yeah, I'm looking into next season already. I'm thinking, um, yeah, I'm I'm up for it. You know, I'm up for these when we get bogged down day to day, being busy, I'm up for that because if you look back and see the bigger picture, it has been a successful year. 
Yeah, so you say in your fifth season, which, yeah. like, in football is a very long time. Like, because there's always a next season to look up, like, look towards and always kind of, like, plan on, how do you, like, stop and reflect on the work that you've done, maybe this season, for example? Yeah, as a player, I struggled with that. I would say struggled at most where it's always about next season. You know, you're finished the season, you couldn't really you know, celebrate anything, you know, because you was, um, when there was a long season, probably internationals as well, you always were scared or frightened of pre-season, you know, on the brink, basically to, you know, to, to kind of chase um, another round. So I really struggle with that. And going into now academy management is, is, is a similar theme where, you know, it is really, really difficult to really either celebrate or kind of reflect and look at the whole year um we need people around us you know and remind us that we we have time for ourselves individually as a group as a team as a wider academy to make sure we we spend some time uh reminding ourselves what's been happening and how do we see things so as a player pretty much every single year go again go again go again after 15 years and that kind of system going into academy management i'm trying now where i make use of the amazing stuff the premier league have you know and kind of the tools they've given me over the last couple of years to better reflect you know on on what has been actually going on so that that is probably a struggle within the system where it's always about the next thing the next season the next day um so even this he actually helps me to to have a thought you know around what's happened to have a thought you know, what do we need to slightly adjust? And then, obviously, what kind of successes did we have last season? What we perceived to be successes? What were the things we want to improve on immediately? What things we can only improve mid or long term with more staff involved? These are the kind of things um, I'm, I'm considering. And that really, really helps me to have just a bit of a healthier life. Yeah, yeah. So even on that, when you speak about like the successes and what you perceive success to be, how have you maybe defined that? Yeah. Is it um, kind of because obviously you look at like the pathway to the first team, for example, which is often the metric that many academies use, but that's a very small proportion of the yeah. amount of people that you'll deal with on a daily day to day basis. So how have you kind of like defined that as the leader of the academy? Yeah, we want to have. Uh, that vision for the academy t to be much broader than just the let's let's call them the one percent will make it you know to the first team um, there will be an inspiration for all of us right for staff and players but we need to make sure that we're working with young people who will face challenges in their lives on the football pitch away from the pitch we need to prepare them better for those challenges and the, the overall vision is can we make sure no matter what life throws at the individuals they're better off they're better prepared and can thrive in in those kind of situations that is our job um is it easy to kind of judge or easy is it tangible not so much but we want to make sure we have the right people the right programs in place who gives our our people a, a holistic view on themselves and a holistic identity and that's and that's that's more how i look into you know, what's a success, obviously. You know, we still think Bukayo Saka extending this contract for longer, that's a success of the academy. You know, being with the first team, absolutely, because he has been amazing in the 
in adversity and challenges he had faced. I think he was well equipped, but we, we need to look as well on those who might not have that privilege to go to the first team, might work for another club or coach at another club or coach within our system or go into a build a, a business and, and have a career somewhere else. We need to make sure that we celebrate the, the fantastic work that we do to equip these youngsters with, with the tools you know, to be successful in life. And that is where we as staff and all the clubs in the Premier League you know, are going in the right direction. Yeah, so you speak about Saka specifically, yeah. um, but just when you're dealing with loads of different players, loads of different backgrounds, uh, multitude of nations, how do you, um, or how have you personally developed yeah. in like your way of dealing with such diverse stories and upbringings? Yeah, the, the first thing, I'm not born in London. You know, I come from Germany, really decent background. I was supported throughout my, you know, whole youth you know, whatever I wanted to do. So I, I was really privileged is um, I will not clearly straight away understand what happens, but I will need to have people around me who understand the upbringing, you know, how, how it is in London, what's going on. So a diverse workforce is is one of the main things, you know, that we have tackled from day one and will continue to tackle because we are more and more aware of, of society and what is you know what what is out there and what what do we need to improve on and that starts with us and our thinking our thought process and our awareness and i think we're making uh, good progress in that so um and um yeah as i said you know i can't do it by myself i need other people to educate me and support me with it and i think you know in the arsenal academy over the last four to five years you know whether we look at our recruitment talent ID team whether we look at our coaching team uh, we've making some positive steps in the direction of, you know, how can we make ourselves better equipped for the society that's out there and we want to connect with. That cannot just be me sitting here, being from Germany, um, being brought up in a totally different environment in London. Yeah, so I guess like you speak about the coaches, I guess yeah. just a broad question, like how would you define your role as like manager of the academy? Yeah, Um it's actually a good good question because um, I could sit in the office, do some admin work, and on the other hand, I could still be on the pitch and, and train with the under-18s, you know? So it, it broadens. Um, so I, I would say um, I'm, I'm a facilitator, you know, to get, you know, the program in place, the people in place to do their work. So, um, which is quite privileged but I'm not shy as well then to support and help where I can you know those people that I put in place so um yeah and I, I need to develop that right coming into this job and being put straight into being an academy manager right I was you know I needed a lot of help and support I needed to listen a lot you know to what's going on what's the program look like what are rules and regulation you know we need we need to we need to comply with a lot of stuff you know that made me feel to be the best academy manager I can, I need to learn a hell of a lot. I need to surround myself with better people. I need to surround myself with experts who I can hopefully lead that they can do the best job they can do. So it's almost like a facilitator, a supporter, um, someone that builds relationships, someone that role models, hard work, discipline, but as well the humility that we need to all work hard and get better. So it's a variety of things. And I would say what helped me most is you know how how welcome people were in the academy you know how welcome people were in the premier league 
I welcome P. Uh, I welcome other academy managers from other clubs, you know, to do peer-to-peer -peer learning. It's been a great journey for me to this state to be able to say, yeah, I've, 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 I've improved a lot throughout my years. So that transition from like, obviously coming out of playing and then I know you had a little bit of coaching experience as well, um, to now academy management. When you look back on your journey now, what do you think or what would you call kind of like the biggest learning curve? Mm. What are you most proud of? Um, I think what, what I'm proud was in the first place that people within the club thought I can do this job, right? That, that's probably made me realise how important, you know, a commitment is, how important consistency is within within that, you know, from the first day I stepped onto, you know, into the Arsenal family, from within being a player, trying to integrate myself, working really hard to be my best self, really helped me to kind of be in a position at the end of it that people would say, listen, we can see you making a positive difference, you know, to our club and continue her. That was a big reality check for myself that every day you're basically in an interview every day with your behaviors with you know how you deal with things people yeah they, they just either connect with you and think you are somewhat you know trustworthy to go to the next stage or not it's simple as that so it's you know realized it's my responsibility how do i take the next step now taking on responsibility to connect with people you know, to connect with, with the stakeholders and make myself better in constantly learning, constantly being out there and trying to uh, not only help myself, but, you know, be open and honest and trying to bring what I've learned in 15 years of professional football in a different role. However, there are traits you can learn from, you know, and I alluded to the, you know, the, the, the similarities between season on to season. How can I reflect on these experiences to now being a better academy manager to reflect more? you know, with the people around me. Um, but the, the trades, you know, being in professional football have clearly helped me to understand m myself and the next level I want to go to. And if I want to be the best in a certain area, um, these trades will almost like always stay the same, you know. If you commit yourself to something, you will get clearly people around you who will feel that and will want to give something back to you. So voice crack but you talk about that learning process yeah. um how have you remained so open to learning and how yeah. do you like i guess coming in there's a lot of technical knowledge that you have to mm -hmm. get from obviously all the rules and regulations mm -hmm. of how an academy works but now that i guess you've kind of started to earn your stripes how do you remain open and that have that appetite to keep learning i think the the systems, uh, the, the the football um, develops so quickly, right? It, it develops at a pace where you have to keep up with, you know, and and the young generation, you know, to connect with them. You know, the, the learnings I had 20 years ago in an academy or youth system is completely different to now. So it's like the outside world evolves constantly. You know, you got to make sure you adapt accordingly, whatever you want, you know, from your environment to be. So, yeah, we are we are pretty clear as a club and as an academy what we want to stand for and what way do we want to treat people, in what way do we want to come across, in what way do we want to win. So I have to, you know, 
adapt to that, but I, as well, I have to bring my own energy to the table and make suggestions that are in line with that. So, and that's what's great about this club is have so many people around you who constantly, you know, shape you, constantly give you, you know, room for thought, but as well will will nudge you, you know, when you're not quite at the level. So I'm I'm hugely, you know, kind of privileged to have a club that constantly reminds us, you know, how important learning is. And I, as an academy manager, you know, speak about lifelong learning. You know, this is not a phrase that just come up with it. It is is demand from our to ourselves to constantly have that, you know, process of growing, growing mindset is 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 key. Otherwise um, you know, we, we'll fall short or behind, you know, what, what the system gives you. But as I said, you know, recruiting right people, the, the people with, with manners, you know, you will, you will be in an environment where you, where you keep developing, keep learning because you have so many good people around you. Yeah. So speaking of learning, we've spoken a lot about the positive sides. Yeah. Is there anything that when you first came in, you thought, wow, I really don't want to do this. Yeah, there, there are always moments there where you have to tell someone um, there's the end of a journey, you know, at the Arsenal Academy to to parents, to players. There, there are these moments where you feel uncomfortable, where you feel um, nervous, you know, about a, a situation that you have to deal with. There will always be that, and it will continue to be that way. This is, but as well. Un in uncomfortable situation we grow the most and we are challenged the most in terms of can we stay authentic of what we do of what we are of what we've consistently have done so these are the challenging moments that will that sometimes um, are tough and sometimes will be perceived as a mistake sometimes you know or or failure which is a big word um it, it's how you take it and what your mind does with it is it is it then a learning moment for yourself where you can reflect where you can get better where you can improve um so i'm yeah i'm i'm up for those moments because i realized throughout my career these moments def define yourself and even if you have moments where you know you you do something wrong but you have a chance to you know to apologize and and make afterwards what you do with it right and the actions you know you do a, a, you know i go much deeper than just the words you might set or you might um you know might express so i'm yeah i think you have to go through these moments especially in my first year and, and, and making decisions changing people and having those discussions were never easy and won't be easy in the future and i won't if i lose that um empathy I probably I would quit, you know, if I lose that moment of, oh, I, f I feel really awkward, I feel uncomfortable, you know, this is not easy, you know, these moments actually show you that you care. Yeah, yeah. So speaking about like success and failure, one thing in an academy um, that often is kind of like touted as the most important part is kind of like the process of making players better people mm -hmm. and not just on the pitch. Um, whereas like at first team, the onus is more on, oh, getting results, attaining trophies. How do you see like on pitch performance? Is it something where you're very kind of, I want to get the results. I want to kind of like make the youth cup finals and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Or do you kind of have that balance where you see it as more of a process of just improving people? Mm. 
yeah, I think winning is the best feeling, right? <laughs> winning is the best feeling and it gives us so much. Um, but part of winning is losing, you know? <laughs> We're not robots, you know? We, 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 and, and the good thing is in football, in a team sport, win together, lose together, you know, shows you so much about yourself. So you have to embrace these things. So do I embrace wins? Absolutely. That's what we enter the field every single day. You know, and that's what probably when you ask every single player, do you want to win today? Yes, we want to win. You know, we want to have that feeling about ourselves and have that bond and have, you know, the bus around or maybe have a, tr have a trophy at, at one one day, you know, which is important. Um, but you have to embrace challenges of, of losing as well, because that gets you to the edge of really challenging yourself. Who do you want to be in the future? Who do you want to be? It, it really it really shows up then, you know? Am I the person who just consistently moan about others? Do I, or does this opportunity give me to, to look in a mirror? Have I given everything for the team today? Have I put this team in the best position to win? You know, these moments will give us an amazing advantage, you know, to, fi to find our own identity, who we are, and give us a chance really to reflect and show us the mirror. So you have to embrace both, and part of development is winning. I absolutely say that part of development is winning. We want to win as as many trophies as possible because we want to prepare them for for future in football where it is more about results quickly. You know where, where the winning is 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 so needed. Um, however, we as I said, you know, losing is part of that development as well. And um, I wouldn't sit here in the position I am, you know, if I would have continuously won, you know um in life or in in any games yeah I've, I've lost a lot but i've learned a lot from these moments um which is um crucially important so yes fa youth cup final did we want to win it yeah absolutely but the game showed us what we fell short of and you can't get away from you know especially in games and football games there are moments in the games that matter and the team that understands the moments that matter most um, we'll win it. So do I embrace that we lost? Absolutely. It will inform us what we're going to do next season. Yeah. And even on that game, um, having a game at the Emirates in front of all thousands of those fans, yeah. like, is that something that you try to recreate within, like, your games programme in terms of, like, having pressurised situations where players get to play in those kinds of environments? If we could, yes, we had an amazing opportunity to have three home games, you know, quarter, semi-final at the Emirates with 10,000, 10,000, 35,000 people in the building where you create uh, an amazing experience for the players, for staff, where you almost feel like it matters a bit more, you know, <laughs> where, 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 you, where, you, where you see a situation where you're watched and as a player, oh, this is, you know, most of the players think this is where I want to be. They can test themselves in those environments and we can see them in those environments, which gives us a huge advantage to make better informed decisions for the future, who to keep on. But as well for, for the players, um, who am I? Um, am I? Do I want this? You know, do I really want this, you know, for my future? Do you want to be part of, of, of this kind of, of these environments? So yeah, we would recreate, recreate those scenarios. Um, or try to all the time to make sure that we put, you know, put them in situations where they feel the pressure, but the pressure is a bit different this time. 
You know, it's not at the training ground in front of a hundred parents. Now it's, it's around supporters who almost demand a good game, a fight. They demand that everyone gives everything and gives them a feel for it. So they will cheer when you win a duel. They'll cheer when you score a goal. They, they'll cheer when you have put in a performance and get subbed off. These are the situations that either then give you the bus that you want more from it or say, listen, this is probably, you know, I've had an amazing experience through my years, but this is something where, you know, I got to be careful with. But there, these are the moments where we need to be there and be the safety net, you know, and not only the ones who say, listen, you're not good enough for the next stage. That might be that, but that cannot be a burden. We have to be in a position where players feel comfortable to have a voice and say, this is not for me. Oh, I want this. We'll support them. We'll push them as much as we can. But we have to be as well there for the ones who might not make it at the end of the day. Do we have the right frameworks in place for them to have a career elsewhere? You know, that career development and not only thinking about football is crucially important in, in, in the academy system. Yeah, so working with all those players who obviously have massive ambitions within football um mm. where where you're dealing with them on a day-to-day mm. kind of um both mentally on and off the pitch where do you kind of like find your own time to i guess detach from yeah. kind of like football the ecosystem the never-ending cycle how do you take breaks family friends is the key and it has always been for me right family and friends have always been key of giving me the perspective that I needed you know when when I was 14 15 I had a growth spurt you know my dad may have had the dream for me to be a professional footballer right and when you're out for a year that kind of you know makes him feel you know like awkward and tells me oh you're never gonna make it right and these are the moments where my mom jumped in and said listen just football is your hobby, you know, do well at school, meet your friends. It just is important that we have people who give us perspective constantly. Friends, school friends, so important, right? Even to to think about that, even now, and when you are more like in this football world, do you have other interests? Do you have other people who can give you something else than just say, oh, listen, oh, fantastic, great, uh, great game or or unlucky game or uh, just the, that football bubble. We need to make sure, uh, you know, as a player, I stay connected to who I am and who I want to be as a person. This is, this is the more detached we can be at times, the more it will help us to perform on the pitch then. So as I said, throughout my career and my life, family, friends, to detach myself from, from the bubble to reality helped me so much, you know, just to deal with any moments of adversity or where I was really challenged, you know, by not, it just creates a different, a different feel for you. And, and the burden of trying to be that footballer, the only small percentage can be anyway. And the one percentage who will be there will be released at one stage anyway. So it is almost, can we think transition more? You know, and help our players to think transition more because all in football I was thinking the next season, the next season and play as long as I can. You know, when do I actually prepare myself, you know, for that transition because it will come. Yeah, yeah. And even on that, now looking at 
you know, five years in the Arsenal Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see like your development going next, both in terms of how things you want to learn? Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, graduated recently. Yeah. Uh, postgraduate diploma. Yeah. Uh, no marks for saying who planned that, but uh, I tried. I tried. But um, yeah, where do you see your development going next, and mm-hmm. what do you kind of like want your legacy? Mm-hmm. within the world of youth development to be um this is not something in terms of legacy that's not something i look at pretty much i'm thinking i need to you know be the best in the present that's something i, I look at this is 95 percent, you know of my thinking is in terms of where's my pathway is 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 the day-to-day being present being energized this is what you have to do you know, 95% of the time, 5% of the time, I'm thinking actually, okay, what's the next thing, you know, where could I be? But that relates to, you know, not only to me anymore. As a footballer, I, I picked my clubs, I picked where I wanted to be, and everyone had to follow me. Now, I follow what is best for the family, I follow what is best for, you know, kind of our well-being in that sense where, do I want to be part of um, a first team? Where, yeah, you get scrutiny do i want to do, do i want to make that next step back into a first team environment where you're judged every single week here in academy i can i can build people framework i can put a stamp on youth development which i i, I enjoy so much and i learned to respect that there is a cycle within those academies you know um our youngsters start in the pre-academy under seven under eight officially be with the academy from under nine and end their journey most of the times um, in 10 years, right? So if I'm sitting here in five years, um, yeah, I've, 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 I've tried to put things in place, but really lived, no, not yet. So I've got, I've got a lot on my plate to think about how do, how do we become the most challenging and caring environment, you know, as a, as a football academy. That's, that's, that's what I'm looking at. And that's what I want to, stay locked in basically and, and, and be fully energized for. So, and that's what I encourage the players to think of, you know? Yeah, you have you have to have, you know, a dream in mind, dream big. No problem with that. But that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at 5% of that time. The 95 is the commitment and the consistency. You got to bring on a daily basis. Otherwise, um, the dream is just as good as thinking about the dream. So I'm, you know, I, I want to role model that and that's why I'm thinking I'm in a very good place um, uh, where I am, where I can work, where I can learn, and I'm I'm not bored whatsoever. I'm thinking, you know, I need to learn so much every single day. I need to be so much better. I need to make sure that, you know, this place is an open voice for players, for staff. We've got so many things to do in that, in that regard. So that's what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at so much at, at, at legacy at the moment. Yeah, you're firing me up, man. Yeah. I might have to, you know, get out on the pitch and try to get a contract here because, oh. But, um, no, nah, thank you for that, honestly. Yeah. Um, I guess my last question is, obviously having that management um, responsibility here at the academy, mm-hmm. you're obviously involved in kind of like the recruitment process of staff and intern- internal staff. How do you, I guess, for somebody watching who is actively looking at getting into the future of youth development what kind of tips would you give 
for someone to kind of like make themselves stand out or kind of like get themselves into the industry and make a difference. Yeah. What you have to give credit to the Premier League and the academy system in general is, you know, the the opportunities that are in place now for anyone to, to create their own pathway are amazing, you know, in terms of the staffing levels that cut one, two, three academies have got now puts you on a on a pedestal and on a pathway anyway. And that's what we're looking for, right? Um, guys who have been on a journey, you know, who who committed themselves, you know, to do something, who have got passion for something and who, you know, kind of gradually built their own experience and expertise, you know, along the way. So I'm I'm looking at even our own kind of academy that we have always opportunities and development centers in in our academy for part-time coaches, you know, to participate, to 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 make themselves available for youngsters to work with them. And then gradually a lot of our, you know, coaching staff started there, started there and then make themselves available for three to four years and then had the opportunity to make a step up in, you know, earning a full-time position, you know, in the coaching side and then made their way up. So we've got so many examples now following the pathway from the players that staff have got a good opportunity and good chance, you know, to make themselves available. If they stick to the to their values and make them kind of available for people to see on a daily basis, I think that that surely helps. Um, I'm talking from a position position where I was brought into the academy at the top, basically, right? Um, which gives me a challenge of thinking: How do we provide you know pathways for other people who didn't have that privilege? to make sure that scouts, that coaches have an opportunity to start with us, you know, male, female, that doesn't really matter, you know, where your background is. Do we have frameworks in place to make sure we have opportunities for pathways? And academies, whether it's Arsenal or other clubs, you know, have the required staffing level to gain experiences if you are up for it. And when I say if you're up for it, you got to bring a level of discipline. You know, if you want to be successful in in any academy, you have to have the discipline, you know, to, to commit yourself and, and do that consistently. What I see as well is, is people, yeah, wanting promotion every single year, which is not realistic at times, you know. Are you in a position where you put yourself out there and work consistently on something where people then look at you and thinking, you're the next. And you, you, will, get, you will get their sense. Um for that so i think there's a lot you know that can be still be done and achieved um and i think in general the amount of opportunities jobs that the academy system provides now to society um is a lot and i feel you know we can we can do more but we are uh, having a good foundation that's perfect man perfect advice even some gems i'm taking some for myself but um I just want to thank you again for your time. Yeah. Uh, thank you for speaking to me, speaking to the audience. And yeah, all the best for Arsenal. You know, next year, UEFA Youth, UEFA Youth League um, will be exciting times with obviously the club back in the Champions League. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank appreciate you. it. So yeah, there we have it. Next episode coming out soon. Appreciate Pear's time. Thank you.